When you work with Rabo AgriFinance, you get the global knowledge and financial strength of one of the world's largest and most innovative food and ag lenders, tools essential to realizing your ambitions. Discover how an unmatched network of local relationship managers and sector experts can help you confront agriculture's challenges and seize the opportunities that lie ahead. Learn more and contact us at www.raboag.com. Growing a better world together. Rabo AgriFinance. Welcome, everyone, to the Top Producer Podcast. This is uh, Paul Neifer, your host. And today, we're going to have a conversation with Jim Rothermich from Iowa Appraisal. I was going to say Iowa Land Appraisal, but it's actually Iowa Appraisal in Des Moines, Iowa. And Jim, and you and I offline, we were sharing that, uh, that the snow I got yesterday, because I flew home from Hawaii yesterday morning and it was snowing, is now hitting Iowa. So how how's the weather there in Iowa right now? Yeah, uh, well, thanks for having me, Paul. Uh, again, and and uh, uh, this morning when I got up, the the airport here by my house, the Des Moines Des Moines airport, said we had six inches and they're expecting ten, and all the schools are closed in the Des Moines area, and uh, and the wind is getting kind of windy too. So I imagine we're going to have some wind blowing uh, wind blowing snow around. Yeah, they here in Colorado, they closed I-70 going east from Denver all the way to the Kansas border. And then if you're headed west from Kansas to Lamine or Lemon or however they pronounce, I think it's Lamine, uh, they closed that side down too because of blowing snow, uh, you know, basically blizzard conditions. So now is it fairly cold there or is it not too bad on the temperature? Uh, right now it's, it's, uh, upper twenties. That's so that's not too bad, but we got some below zero weather coming. Yeah. Yeah. Same here. We were, uh, I think the low this morning was three and we're supposed to get below zero, I think on Sunday or Monday of next week. So we'll see how it goes. But, uh, uh, Jim, I've had you on before, but for those listeners out there that maybe didn't, um, haven't heard that uh, conversation, let's go ahead and just have a quick uh, recap of your career and so on, just for the listeners out there. Sure, sure, sure. Well, uh, like I said, my name is Jim Rother Mitch. I am a land appraiser for Iowa Appraisal in Des Moines, and I live in West Des Moines. And I have been appraising since 2006. And I got my certified general appraisal license in 2009. And I've uh, been appraising as a certified general appraiser uh, since 2009. And I have a MAI designation, a ARA designation, and an ALC designation. <laughs> so I'm loaded with designations. Yeah, exactly. I, Iowa Appraisal is a commercial and agricultural appraisal firm. And our parent company is BCC Advisors. And they do um, litigation support, business valuations, and uh, mergers and acquisitions. Okay. Okay. Um, before I got an appraisal career, um, I it was kind of a, a career change for me. And I grew up in a town called Avaz, Missouri, which is uh, north of Fulton, Missouri. And that is where um, Winston Churchill gave his Iron Curtain speech in the 40s. Okay. And so <laughs> I grew up on a livestock and grain farm there. And uh, 
So, so right through there at that time, we raised Milo, soybeans, and wheat. And uh, at, at that time in the, in the late 80s or, or 80s, you can raise corn in that area is too dry. Right. And Milo could take the drought and the heat there. So that, that's why we raised that. Now they can raise corn there. That, that uh, They get more rainfall than, than they used to 30 years ago. Um, I went to the University of Missouri and graduated with a degree in ag agricultural economics in 1988. And at that time, there was a lot of government programs. Um, the, the payment and kind pick program yeah. and the, the CRP program were hot and heavy at that time. So a lot of land where I grew up went into CRP. And, and there was also that pick program where you'd go out and measure parts of your the worst parts of your field and yep. not plant it and get paid to do it. Yep. Yep. So there was only a handful of acres that was getting farmed in, in our area in the late eighties. So there's just huge uh, companies, ag companies that were laying off. And I guess I intended to go back and farm, but there was no reason to, because there wasn't, there wasn't much farming going on at that time. And uh, so uh, the only people that were hiring on campus at the University of Missouri was the hog companies out in the East Coast in North, Southeast North Carolina. And and so I interviewed with them and and took a flight out to to North Carolina and to Clinton, North Carolina. And, and I was with only just maybe 45 minutes from the ocean and toured a brand new thousand sow fair to finish farm. All, all the hogs were on concrete and everything was under roof. I, I never seen anything like it before <laughs> in my life. And so um, those hog companies at that time were small and they talked about massive expansion and they were really putting a lot of money in, in, um, in hog farms. And they was talking about how they looked forward into the future, how the hog business would be. And so I, I kind of agreed with them because there were so many people that went out of the hog business in, in the area where I grew up at. I, I knew there was change coming. So I signed on with them and managed sow farms for a while and um, in North Carolina. And then I moved to Princeton, Missouri. Uh, Morgan Stanley dropped $600 million there in Northern Missouri and put up 50,000 sows in a pack and plant. And I worked for them and and I just got burned out of the business and started looking at other opportunities. And um, there was a, a banker in our area that was telling me, you know, you ought to look at doing a farm appraisals because we can't get anybody to come here to northern Missouri and do the appraisals. And, and you know, it fits your degree and, and you've got experience with farms and you ought to try it. So when I heard that, I thought the top of my head was going to blow off because I <laughs> thought that that is it. <laughs> That is it. So from there on, I pursued it. And how I got in Des Moines, Iowa, there was a person that retired um, with Farmers National Company, and I filled his position And uh, when he retired. And then I just kind of moved on to other things, other companies. And so I'm at Iowa Appraisal now, and I, I do not plan on leaving Iowa. <laughs> and uh, you sort of have a, a good handle. Uh, your handle is the land talker, isn't that right? Isn't that it is, it by? is. So when Twitter started up, you know, I had to come up with a handle. So I just come up with the land talker. And, and, and at that time, I think that was... Oh, probably 2013, 2014, something in that time frame somewhere. 
And so I thought, well, why don't you just post auction results? And so I, I started doing that and just got really popular. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I definitely, it comes in on my Twitter feed or X feed or whatever you want to call it right now. So, uh, but, uh, uh, okay. So uh, let's go ahead and sort of go through, uh, at least for Iowa results, and you can expand on on uh, anything beyond Iowa if you want to. But uh, let, let's take a quick recap of 2023. Well, you know, as we... You know, 22 was the most aggressive year we'd ever seen. And that market had peaked there in the spring of, of 2022. And at that time, we had auctions, land auctions coming in. It was every week, $20,000 a week, something over $20,000. And and it was it wasn't even just barely over 20,000. We were getting 23 to $25,000 sales. And, you know, most of the time we had gotten those sales in Northwest Iowa, Sioux County, Plymouth County, um, you know, those really, you know, livestock heavy counties up there Northwest, but it was starting to get all over the state. There was places in the state that we never seen $20,000 acre sales and we were getting them. And, um, but as those interest rates started increasing, it started cooling the market off. And and that and that's kind of where it started at. The market started cooling off when those interest rates started increasing. And um, so you know, we finished off the year. Um let's see, I gotta pull that up here. As as far as volume of auctions, 2022 was the most aggressive year we'd ever seen. I, I think it's probably in Iowa history of, of, of almost 150,000 acres that went to auction. And what's typical is about 90, 90 to 95,000 acres. Yeah, yeah. So, so it's about so, a 50, 60 percent increase over what you would call normal, uh, or at least pretty close to that. Yeah. And then and then that started happening in, in late uh, the getting a hyper volume of acres going to auction started happening in the mid to mid 2021. And it just kept going from mid 2021 to 2022. And so as we got into 2023, you know, the first part of the year, the first um, probably quarter, we still had pretty aggressive numbers that going to auction and then it started slowing down. And so um, we finished the year at, at just short of 117,000 acres that went to auction. And I consider that good. Um, yeah. Uh, I, you know, when that market's hot, more land's going to come to auction. That's just just the way it is. Because auction, if you don't know where the top at, where, where market conditions are topping out at, you got to go to auction. That's the only way you, you can do it. And so that that's why auction's been very popular the past three years. And well, and even though it sort of was topping out, I mean, you still had a fair amount of, of sales in 23 that were over that $20,000 level, didn't you, Jim? Yeah, we did. We did. So, so, but the frequency of that $20,000 an acre plus started slowing down. And so yeah. when we got in the summer or, or in the spring and summer, it really slowed down. And so I, I analyzed the top 10 sales in Iowa from 
per acre, based on per acre. Uh, from from January 1 to uh, uh, June 30th. And the market, uh, and so most of these counties were in Northwest Iowa. Yeah, yeah. And the average price per acre was 22380 And And the, at the end of 2022, the average price on the top 10 sales was $25,488. So, so the market was cooling off. In Northwest, of course, we get those top prices in Northwest Iowa. There was a couple in Central Iowa, but but I think the market was cooling off because it was so dry. Mm -hmm. And so, um, so all those top ten sales were all over twenty thousand dollars an acre. But but it just we didn't have those ones that were getting up there in the mid range of of twenty thousand dollars an acre. And then the frequency of twenty thousand dollars an acre started slowing down and then when we hit got post harvest we started rolling in twenty thousand dollar acre sales plus all over the state again and we had a post harvest bump and so i analyzed the top 10 sales um in the last half of the of the year and the, the average price per acre was twenty four thousand six hundred seventy three dollars so, so almost, kind of, almost back to the average of the top 10 for 2022. Not right, quite, but right. less than a thousand dollars difference. So that's, right, that's getting right. pretty close. Right. So how do I explain that? Well, you know, those guys up there, of course, you know, the Northwest Iowa, most of those counties were in Northwest Iowa. There's a few and a couple others, but Northwest Iowa drives. There's no question about it. Well, I think those guys wasn't sure how harvest was going to turn out up there because it was so dry. And when they start rolling the combines out, they found out, well, we got a pretty decent crop here. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. it showed up at auction. Um, so so that's what I think happened. Um, and and I think that happened across the state too. Um, that as, as the combine started rolling, they realized, farmers realized, we, we've got a deep, we've got a crop here and it showed up at auction. Um, and I think the reason why yields turned out so good is we didn't have so many days over hundred degrees. I really believe if we had 10 or more days over hundred degrees, that would have just, it would have sunk the ship, I think on, on yields. Yeah. Yeah. The genetics have gotten better, but again, like you say, if you get that, high, high temperature at pollination, you know, the genetics are just, even, even the better ones are still going to shut off. That's right. That's right. And so I, I am concerned about this year going uh, in the spring as dry as it is. There's a lot of red on the drought map in Iowa and that seems the red seems to be getting bigger. So, um, so hopefully, you know, we get some rain to fix that, but, uh, as Alwyn Taylor says, the climatologist from Iowa State, you know, major droughts run every 89 years. And so if you figure, you know, the the last major drought was either, you could say 1934 or 1936. Well, we're due for, <laughs> we're due for one. So, um, and we've got, you know, a lot of red on that map. So we're going, it seems like we're heading into it, but, but we'll find out, you know, yeah. later this year. Now, let's say we do have a drought, and hopefully we don't, but let's say we do, um, that would certainly likely curtail the the volume of sales in 2024. Is that what you think or probably might happen yeah. in 2024? 
it it makes people pull back. Um, but but to be honest with you, Paul, I, I've been measuring some of those sales down there in Missouri, and they had a terrible crop year down there. I mean, they they burned up down there. Yeah. And you know, we've got that one sale that was thirty four thousand eight hundred dollars an acre by Norburn, Missouri. Yeah. First, that was kind of a, a bidding war there, but <laughs> I just uh, got some information on an auction on Saturday that was in the Mississippi River bottom that was over $15,000 yeah. an acre. Yeah. Um, so it seems like, you know, with crop insurance, uh, we don't see those those valleys as much on a dry year, um, but uh, but we haven't had a major drought since 1934, 1936. So we'll, we'll have to see. Is is um, interest rates have definitely we thought interest rates would definitely affect the values, I think, more than we've seen. Uh, as far as talking to, you know, maybe some of the sellers and the buyers out there, uh, are you hearing more and more chatter about interest rates or is it sort of died off? Or I'm just curious no. what you've heard out there. No, I, I've heard uh, the chatter is going up. And, and here's some of the conversations I've had when I've confirmed these auction results with the auctioneers. Um, this is a common theme. Uh, you know, they, they have an auction, uh, coming and they have people calling in and say they're interested in, in that farm. And then they go talk to their banker and then they say, and then they call back and say, we're, we're out. We're, we're not paying those kind of interest rates Yeah, yeah. to buy that. And so that's shrinking the buyer pool. And it, it's affecting the market. There's no question about it. <clears throat> I, I can tell you, we had some no sales here in Iowa. I don't post those no sales, but there there was some. And, and you know, but we had such a, a strong market in other areas, it kind of covered that up and, and you don't hear much about it. So So there are areas where it's being affected. And another thing that those auctioneers or realtors are telling me is seller expectations are really hard to manage because they still have those big numbers uh, in their mind that, that in their neighborhood of those farms selling north of, you know, $20,000 an acre or whatever that number is, they still have that in their mind and they don't realize that this market's kind of cooling off a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Now, um, let's, let's, do you have any um, knowledge on other states near you as far as what you've seen there or have heard on, on those states, maybe Illinois? I know you talked about Missouri, but Illinois, Wisconsin, Nebraska. Is there any 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 extra light that you can shed on those states? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I, I kind of watched some of those posts from Illinois. And, and like I said, they had seemed to have a post-harvest bump. There was a lot of auctions north of $20,000 an acre. And it, they were getting up in $22,000, an acre range in some of those auctions. So they seemed to have a very strong market over there. And, and it was all post-harvest because I, I didn't see those numbers pre-harvest. And for some reason, Illinois was slow to get to that $20,000 plus club. Um, there in, in 2021, 2022. But once they got there, man, they started picking <laughs> them right out left and right, you know? Yeah. yeah. Uh, and, but, but yeah, that, that was very strong. And then uh, Minnesota, 
there was uh, a lot of farms uh, at auction there along the southern border that that were you know north of fourteen thousand dollars an acre, which is very strong. Um, then there was an auction up there in North Dakota, three hundred and twenty acres uh, that sold for seventeen five this fall Ooh. at auction. And so when I seen that post there on Twitter, I called the auctioneer up and uh, said, "What the heck, you guys don't." You know that that is a, that is a bell ringer for them up there because they have such a gro short growing season. And I said, "What what do you got? What what drove that price?" And he said that this farm did not need irrigation. It was in the Red River Valley. You know, yeah, it, yeah. it did not need irrigation. Um, they can raise potatoes on that farm. He said that that really drove the price, and and uh, you know their their crop rotation would be sugar beets and and potatoes, and and the corn. There were several crops they could grow on it. <clears throat> yeah, and, and potatoes and it, was, was the driving force on that. And he he thought it was a record in North Dakota at that time. That was this fall sometime, and there was a farmer that bought it, a large farmer in the area that bought that farm. So. Um, and they have such a short growing season up there that, that I just was surprised at how strong that was, but, uh, but, but he was saying they was starting to get sales, you know, north of $15,000 an acre up there in that Red River Valley in the right spot. Hmm. Um, so, and then over in Nebraska, um, I had some people report some sales north of $16,000 an acre over there and dry land. <laughs> yeah. And so. Um, it wasn't just an Iowa thing. We had post-harvest, there was strong prices all over the Midwest. Well, and I think uh, even beyond the Midwest, you know, I, I was out in, or lived out in Washington State and we've had pretty good sales out there too. So, uh, and, and a lot of that is because of the rotation, you know, you can grow uh, spuds or potatoes every third year and then uh, irrigated ground, you know, a lot of that grounds in that 15 to $25,000 range. And then if you throw in, if it's suitable for orchards or vineyards and so on, it can even go up from there. So it can, it can add up pretty fast. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I was surprised at how, how stronger prices we were getting um, all year. And then, then, then post-harvest and, and then corn prices, it was not supportive of those prices. It didn't, I, I didn't think. Oh, well, I, I'm a CPA. I, I know they're not supportive. <laughs> <laughs> It's, uh, yeah so no it's, it's it's been a fun ride been a fun ride since covid yeah well jim let's I, go ahead and take a quick break and then we'll talk about land rents because uh they, they certainly have not gone down either so uh, we'll go ahead and take a quick break and, and then come back and talk about those uh pesky land rents you bet you bet paul How many years away is the long run for a farmer? Five years? Ten years? Top producers like Hans Reinchi, a blue diamond farming company in Jessup, Iowa, know Robo Agri Finance shares his enduring vision for the future. Whether it's building our grain site or if it's purchasing the next field, we're able to turn to Robo as a trusted partner to help us get financing to make those generational decisions. With unmatched financial capacity, local relationship managers and a global network of sector experts to offer market guidance. Robo Agri Finance provides enterprising farmers with a personalized approach to lending and financial services. Growing a better world together. 
Raboacre Finance. Welcome back, everyone, to the Top Producer Podcast. Uh, this is Paul Neefe, your host, and we're going to rejoin our conversation with Jim Rothermitch from Iowa Appraisals. So we, we talked about land values. Now let's talk about uh, uh, land rents because you you do a monthly. Uh, well, first, uh, talk about your monthly report that you issue and how readers can get that if, if they would like to. You bet. You bet, Paul. Um I, I keep track of all the land auctions that I can find in Iowa, and I report those on Twitter daily. Um, I have a blog that reports them weekly, and I have a newsletter that has the monthly results of all those auctions, and it goes out via email, and it's a free subscription, and if you're interested in that, um, go to www.iowaappraisal.com and sign up. And that's how simple it is. And then you once a month, first business day of the month, you'll get a email from me reporting those auction results, the land auction results. <clears throat> and I've started starting including some of the cash rent auctions that I can find or information people send me. I'll share that. Now, I don't tie any names with it, um, but I share that. And it's it's uh, very accurate information and it's real time. It, there's there's no time lag with my stuff. And I, I noticed on, because I'm looking at the latest uh, one that you just issued uh, well, about a week ago, that on the land rents, at least in Iowa, you have some, well, now it's a small acres, but again, in that northwest part of the of the state, uh, you had a $621 uh, land rent. Uh, go, go over what was the trend that you saw in 2023 versus 2022, so to speak. Uh, I would say there's uh, 2023, it was very strong and we had corn, still had corn prices north of $5 in a bushel. This now we're at 2024, it is below $5 a bushel. And I don't see any weakness in the cash rent market at all. And, and I don't understand that. <laughs> well, I think it's like anything else. You have a lag on the way up. So you know, I agree. Land, land values go up. Cash rent takes a little bit of time, you know, a year or so. And then on the way down, it's it's the other way. You know, the the land values may start dropping quicker than the land rents will drop. But uh, uh, I agree. I mean, well, even in Illinois, you got a 620, you got a whole bunch of $500 rents. Uh, Indiana's uh, mid threes, Missouri, there's even a $400 in Missouri, which, uh, and those aren't on small acres. You know, the Missouri one's $450 an acre and 500 acres of, of ground. So, you know, that can add up pretty fast. So uh, you, do you, you know, most, at least in Iowa, the, the rental was already sort of set, wasn't it, back September 1st? Isn't that the deadline for the new year? Or how does that work in Iowa? Well, that you've got to have a, a letter to your tenant to terminate the lease by September 1st. Um, if you don't do that, then the the whatever the terms of that lease, it carries on to the next year. Yeah, yeah. And okay, then of course, so, 
so those rents could be negotiated anytime if you have that if that lease has been terminated those those rents can be uh, you know negotiated in between, between now and, and planning season and um you know paul just a couple of weeks ago there was a cash rent auction there at the end of december um it was up there in Story County, Iowa, which is, is around Ames. It went for $520 an acre. And uh, I posted that on, on Twitter, and it kind of blew up Twitter uh, of being that high. But to be honest with you, there's a lot of farms rented in Iowa north of $500 an acre that I don't report, but I know they're around because those are privately negotiated cash rents. Yeah, yeah. And I don't think people realize that. Um, so, uh, and some of these recent cash rent auctions, just, it, there's just no weakness in it at all. And they're three year, a lot of them are three year terms. So it seems like those, those, uh, tenants are forecast in the next three years to be pretty decent. Yeah. I, 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 I just hesitate. I mean, I, I can understand a one year at that, at that rate, uh, matter of fact, I'm, I have experience, uh, you know, sort of firsthand experience with, um, you know, a rate around that $500 level. And, and in the 23 crop, you could actually make money, uh, you know, if you had locked in decent pricing. Um, now, 24, now we know some of the input costs have come down, you know, fertilizer is definitely down. Uh, but like you say, you're not getting more than $5 on corn right now. Uh, unless you're in an area that has high bases. So I, it, it's going to be tough to, to pencil. Now, if you have a large land base and you own a lot of it free and clear and, and you have other cash rents that are lower, you know, you can spread that, you know, uh, but you know, you're probably not making money on it. Yeah. I, that's what it seems. Um, I, I can't imagine somebody would sign up as a tenant to either lose money or just break even. Um, but it seems like they, they would just break even at best on some of those that they're so high. Yeah. Well, and I think sometimes, you know, some, sometimes the ego gets involved, you know, it's, it's like, well, I want that acres and I need that acres and, you know, they're, they're going to go ahead and do it no matter what. So, uh, uh, but that, that sometimes happens. Yep. 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 Um, but but it just seems like it's it it just goes on in all the states where that where there's cash rent auctions. So, so yeah, yeah. yeah. It, no, and be... so 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 you know, as I look forward, you know, based on some of these cash rents, it, there's just no weakness. I, I just don't see. I see the market just gradually kind of cooling off. Yeah. In the 2024, um, I don't see it's not going to fall out of bed. These these rents are too strong. Um, I just, I just think it's just going to slowly kind of, kind of settle down and kind of go back to normal period. Um, what I'm hearing through my, my banker friends is, you know, interest rates will eventually go down to five or five to six percent, and that's kind of going to be the normal. Yeah. Going yeah. yeah. And and those three to four percent interest rates are a thing of the past. That that's that's gone. That that's what I'm hearing. I, I'm certainly not paying off my, uh, I think, uh, 
my net is like 2.85 on, on one of my landlords. I am definitely not paying that one off early. So. <laughs> right, right. Because yeah. it's 20 year fix. So I'm like, Hey, this, uh, I originally was thinking a couple of years ago when I bought the ground, you know, in five or 10 years, I'll just pay it off. But you know, right now it's like, you know, there's no reason to, that's for sure. Right. Right. Yep. So. Absolutely. Is there anything else you'd like to add before uh, we sign off again? This is a sort of a, a recap of 23, probably maybe mid-year after your June 30th report. Uh, we'll probably have another call just to see what, what what has happened during spring and so on. But anything else you'd like to add? Yeah, I just want to say as far as I measured the, the whole state of Iowa, um, let me get that up here, Paul. Um, let's see. Um, I run analysis on the whole statewide. It was uh, $13,797 an acre um, average price per tillable acre. And that was on 78,000 acres of tillable land. Hmm. So um, so it's steady with 2023. Yeah. Or, or 2022. It's steady. Um, yeah. So it's amazing how steady it is. Um, I, I expect to see... Um, we're going to continue to see, you know, some records set in some counties and we're going to see, continue to see, you know, the no sales in areas. Uh, but I think the auction companies are going to be more selective of, of, as what they take to auction um, because of the chance of a no sale and yeah. they're going to do more traditional listings. So um I think the volume is is probably going to go kind of back to normal, maybe, you know, maybe around 100,000 acres a year or something like that. Okay. Um, I think this market would offer some buying opportunities. Um, some of these uh, people that were in there aggressive when those interest rates were low are kind of out of the market. So if you do your due diligence, paying attention, I think there's some buying opportunities in this market. Yeah. Yeah. I totally agree. And, uh, and especially for those farmers or other investors that have some excess cash and they want to put it into the market, this is probably a time to look at it. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So so how can I help with those type of people? We have, I do my auction research every three weeks. And if you want to buy those auction flyers, you can send me an email or go to our website. We offer that. And, and that'll keep you up to date of, of the upcoming Iowa auctions, if that's something you're interested in. Okay, perfect, perfect. Well, Jim, thanks a lot. And again, uh, like I say, we'll probably have a, another uh, podcast on this in about six months. Hey, I like that, Paul. Thank you for having me today. Okay, perfect. Again, this is the Top Producer Podcast, and this is Paul Neefer, your host, signing off. When you work with Rabo AgriFinance, you get the global knowledge and financial strength of one of the world's largest and most innovative food and ag lenders, tools essential to realizing your ambitions. Discover how an unmatched network of local relationship managers and sector experts can help you confront agriculture's challenges and seize the opportunities that lie ahead. Learn more and contact us at www.raboag.com. Growing a better world together. Rabo AgriFinance.